If you'd like to advertise on the Pretender to Contender podcast, it's pretty easy. All you have to do is get a hold of Chris at Chop Sports Media. And to do that, just go to his email, chopsportsmedia at gmail.com. Okay, that's chopsportsmedia at gmail.com. Send him an email, direct it to Chris. He'll take care of you. You can advertise on my podcast. You can advertise on other podcasts that are on his uh, his podcasting network. And you can also advertise on my, my TikTok page. 62,000 followers. Come on, do it. Do it, do it, do it. It's pretty easy, okay? That's all I wanted to say at the top here. And also, today's podcast is sponsored by Silk City Hot Sauce. That's right. Silk City Hot Sauce. And here's uh, here's my man doing a little uh, little quick little quick commercial for Silk City Hot Sauce to tell you a little bit more about them. Guys, it is almost time for the best time of the year, and that's tailgate season. And when you think about tailgates, you're thinking about beers and you're thinking about food. And when you're thinking about food, you're thinking about hot sauce. I'm talking about Silk City Hot Sauce. It's a mom-and-pop business from Vermont that produces hot sauce with locally grown peppers. There's several blends and flavors. Here's just a few. You got Slurp, which is fresh peaches, honey, Vermont apple cider, habanero and cherry pepper blend with a hint of smoked jalapeno. We got the Badass Jew, which is four pepper blend, jalapeno, cherry pepper, serrano, and habaneros with tomato, roasted red peppers, roasted garlic, and Mexican seasoning. Good Morning Jonestown, which is a smoked habanero and smoked serrano with carrots, roasted peppers, garlic, onions, and a splash of white vinegar. Killer Hot is their second hottest, three pepper blend featuring fatali, habanero, and ghost with roasted red peppers, garlic, and honey. Ghost Whisper is a pile of ghost and habanero with roasted peppers, garlic, onion, and red vinegar. It's a very powerful sauce with a deep and delicious flavor. And you guys got to check out the artwork on these bottles. Silk City uses professional comic book artists to create the coolest looking hot sauce in the biz. They offer great deals when you purchase the two, three, four, five, or six mix and match packs. Go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and use the coupon code CHOP. You're going to receive 20% off your order. You're going to receive a free bottle, and you're going to get some stickers along with that. That's SilkCityHotSauce.com. All right, guys. Let's start the show. All right. Okay, guys, how are you? And ladies, how are you? Welcome to another episode of Pretender to Contender. How are you? Feeling a little hosty right now. Uh, I'm comedian Joe Matarese. I'll tune it down for you a little bit. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to sound super hosty. I don't like that. Try to not sound like a like a radio guy. You know, even though I have this deep voice, I, I don't want to sound like a radio guy. Okay. All right, I'll sound regular. This is going to be a good episode. I like the topic today, and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking about it. All right, so, uh, you know, this week we're going to keep things, we're going to keep things kind of in that, in that 80s world again, as we got a great topic to talk about, and probably one of the reasons I'm talking about it is it's getting closer and closer to the big show on October 1st. October 1st, Collingswood, New Jersey, the Scottish Rite Auditorium, 1,051 seats. Can I sell it out? I have a month. It's basically four weeks away. I have to do it. I have to do it. I have a live band backing me up. We found the, um, the keyboard player. We found the guitar player and uh, one of the singers. So right now we still need to get our uh, a bass player that we're supposed to uh, possibly meet in the next day or two, and we need a drummer. But other than that, we're all on board for this baby, and I'm excited. And I have the two South Jersey comics opening for me, uh, Brendan Donegan and Dan Callahan, South Jersey guys, really funny comics that have done about maybe three of the Remember When shows that we did over the summer. Things are going well up here in Scarsdale, as I have been doing shows there. Sold out another one of those last week. Did uh, a Remember When show with uh, 
some other great comics here in Scarsdale at Jackie B's. I'm doing shows there monthly. And now I'm bringing, uh, bringing other guys to headline, and I'm just hosting. So the next one there, if I can promote it now at the top of this podcast, I have Ben Bailey coming in on, uh, let's see, I think it's, yeah, it's sept- Saturday, September 25th. Do you know Ben Bailey? Ben Bailey's hilarious. Ben Bailey is the host of the show Cash Cab, which is, God, it's been on the air a long time. And I remember auditioning for it. And I remember a friend of mine leaving the audition going, this show's stupid. This isn't going to go. I still remember that. And he left, didn't do the read. And Ben was there. And I remember Ben telling me that he had uh, he had experience, that he before he was a comic, he was a, a driver. He was a limo driver, and he drove cabs and stuff. And I was like, oh, this, this guy's going to fucking get it. He's going to get it. He, he already did what they need, and which, which isn't that easy to do, which is, uh, you know, fucking be entertaining, ask trivia questions, and be driving a car at the same time was a difficult thing. So Ben's hilarious, and he, like I said, host a cash cab September 25th. If you're in that Scarsdale, New York area, get tickets to that. It's pretty easy. They're for sale on JackieBees.com. They're even for sale on my website on JoeMatterese.com. And, of course, the October 1st show at that theater down in, in South Jersey, the Scottish Rite Auditorium. Those tickets are available. That's October 1st. It's a Friday night on JoeMatterese.com. And then I'm doing another theater. I'm doing Remember When with the live band on November 6th in Mamaroneck, New York at the Emelin Theater. So a lot of stuff going on. Loving this kind of Remember When-esque talk that we've been doing the last few weeks and involving the fans and letting them call in. And today, the question that I asked was, what, what is your is your favorite movie that had uh that had a song in it. You know what I mean? Like your favorite uh scene from an 80s movie that in the scene it had an 80s song in it. It could, you know. There were a lot of montages in 80 80s movies as you knew. As you know. A lot of them. I, uh, one that comes to mind is that movie about last night with Rob Lowe and Jim Belushi and uh, before boob job Demi Moore, which I actually think she was she was darn cute. She did not need that that boob job. She got cheesy when she got the boob job. Remember those? Remember when she did that? I just said, remember those <laughs> talking about the boobs. Do you remember when when she was young and, uh, you know, a few good men uh, let's think of some of those Demi Moore movies. Or is it Demi? Demi Moore. Um, don't think she was married to Bruce Willis yet, was she? No. About last night, it's a young Demi Moore. A few good men, of course, with uh, Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. Great movie. What other movies was Demi Moore in before she got the big boobs when she did the strip tease movie? And then it, then it was kind of over. Her career kind of died. It's kind of like Jennifer Grey in Flashdance when she, she fixed her nose and then we never saw her again. We all liked her with the cute, messed up nose. And I, I've been saying that for years, that uh, I'm a fan of flaws. I, I, I don't need perfect. Perfection's boring. Like, I like, I don't know, I find flaws attractive. Uh, a little bit of a nose is sexy to me. Um, you know, if the girl's butt's a little bit bigger, then, you know, than your average skinny bony girl. I like that. Uh, maybe a tooth is a little crooked. Big fan of the snaggle tooth. Uh, let's think what else. Uh, you know, maybe there's, I don't know, there's a flaw on her ear. Maybe her eyebrows got a, a, a scar in it. Maybe there's even a scar on her face somewhere. I, I find it sexy. Be yourself, man. And I'm talking as a guy that still struggles to be himself and 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 I know I know how hard that can be just so you know everybody that's listening being yourself is really hard especially now we're in a world where everybody's turning a camera on you right everybody's got cameras on their phones and we're all 
filming each other and it's not easy to be yourself you watch the video back and you're like what the fuck am i doing i'm trying why am i trying stop trying don't do that it's it's not easy so just just you know you got to be yourself so these 80s movies that had great music in the scene that makes you go oh my god i remember that uh, uh, that's my favorite that one, I, I, I that one just speaks to me. Or you just, for some reason, it just locked itself in your brain. And when you see the scene, you almost get like goosebumps on your arms. I, I have scenes like that, you know, where I'm like, oh wow, I love, I love this scene, you know. So, what are those moments for you guys as listeners? You know the podcast number. There's always room for you to guy for you guys to call during the week. And leave some sort of 80 subject if you want. I would love it. The number for the for the show, it's always the same. This is the voicemail number. It's on 24 hours a day. 951-298-9899. Okay? Now, I want to go to the phones. And I want to hear what some of these guys think is theirs. What What is their favorite 80s movie that has... A, a, a memorable song in it, you know. Aren't you curious what people think? So let's let's go to the phones. I'm gonna play the first one right now. Let's get to it. Uh, definitely the best movie. Well, I wouldn't say the best. But one of my favorite movie scenes uh, is The Breakfast Club. I had other movies I like better, but the with music at the end. With don't don't you forget about me by Simple Minds, uh, when he holds his hand in the air. After that great movie of all of the, the in-between conversations between them and all the things they learn about each other with the actors that are not on any movies anymore today. They all are nobodies, but at that time, they were big stars. And uh, Judd Nelson was the man. And then look at him now. You can't even see him. His nostrils are bigger than mine. So um, I think that was the best scene for an 80s movie. Um, but there's a lot better movies. Besides that, uh, good going. Huh. So I shouldn't rewatch Breakfast Club. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. And I'll be honest, that wasn't one of that isn't one of the movies that really resonates with me as a memorable one from the 80s. Even though it was a super popular movie, Judd Nelson, I mean, I don't know how many movies he was in. Not a lot, but that was his time. He was an 80s guy, you know. He had the long hair in Breakfast Club. It was kind of Demonesque, right? And I think I know why, uh, and I'll play the scene, I think I know why it's memorable, because when you watch the scene, it kind of, it represents, I don't know if it's like that anymore for kids in high school, but when he does that fist pump at the end, there's something about it to me that is just so 80s and how we felt in the 80s and how much of a struggle. And there was a lot more, it seems like, dysfunctional families. And, like, you know, everything is a lot nicer now. If you go see my Remember When show, I mean, there's a huge amount of material there. There's about how much meaner our relatives were back then, how the parenting was meaner and how much nicer we are. I even say in the show, I go, you know, my son knows I love him, <laughs> which if I say that the right way, it's funny. And it's even funny to me because it's so true, right? Am I the only one that grew up with parents that didn't, they didn't, my dad never said he loved me until I was like 40. My mom, sure, she did, but there was a lot of, it was a little bit more of disconnecting, disconnected parenting back then. So uh, let's see if we can really feel the emotion with that that great song, too. Uh, let's play it right here. This is the scene. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it was we did wrong. But we think you're crazy to make us write an essay telling you who we think we are. And you see us as you want to see us. In the simplest terms, the most convenient definitions but what we found out is that each one of us is a brain and an athlete and a basket case a princess and a criminal does that answer your question 
Sincerely yours, The Breakfast Club. And he pumps his fist, which says, like, fuck you, school. Fuck you, authority. Right? To me, that's what it, that's what it says. You know? I'm going to have to go rewatch that movie again. Uh, that was Gene from Marlton, even though he didn't say it. I, I recognize his voice because I've known him since I was 17, 16. <laughs> we actually met when we were like 12 for the first time, and, uh, and I still know him. So, uh, callers always say who you're, who you are and who you're from. I just, I just like hearing it. I like the identification. So people get names say a lot. You don't realize it until you're older that like a name says who the guy is sometimes. Right. I'm a Joe. I probably sound like a Joe. I'm a Joe. Gene is short for Gennaro. That's his full name. He's a Gennaro. Gene is a Gennaro. You get a picture in your head when you hear that. Gennaro from Marlton. So let's see uh, who else we got here out there and what, what movies uh, they kind of gravitated towards and, and music in, the, in those 80s movies. Joe, it's uh, Matt from outside Philly, PA. Uh, two things. First off, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, hopefully uh, you get late tonight. So just pass it on to Steph if you don't mind. Um, second, regarding... The statement about the 80s movie and song and scene. So I got two songs, same movie, Fast Times or Ridgemont High. Second place is going to be, let me get the song here, Jackson Brown's Somebody's Baby, when Stacey Hamilton lies about her age to get laid by a guy 50 years older than her in a baseball <laughs> dugout, number one. Yeah, but hands down, Joe, come on. I don't know how you but the infamous Phoebe Cates scene coming out of the swimming pool to the sound of moving in stereo, I think, by the cars. I mean, seriously, dude, nothing tops that song. So, anyway, Joe, hope you're doing well. Uh, see you October 1st, and we'll talk soon. Uh, thank you, Matthew Grissinger. Grissinger's going to be at the show. That's awesome. Uh, dude, I 100% agree with you on those. I mean, somebody's baby when uh, they go to the dugout. I mean, oh, my God. I have that one really connects with me. Am I the only one that brought girls to the Little League field? I also did that when I was younger. We had a Little League field in our neighborhood. <laughs> and it was like you would drive down there. It was like that was the spot where you thought cops aren't going to come and stop me from making out. But they occasionally did. I think I got caught down there once. In the dark. I didn't get out of the car. I wasn't like, I didn't like lay a towel down. That would have been cool. Any young people out there, I recommend it. If you're uh, young and you need a spot, like go down to a Little League field and put a blanket right over to pitcher's mound or home plate. How great of a place would that be to lose your virginity? Right at home plate. <laughs> it sounds like a bit. <laughs> it's not, but it's going to be, I think. Because you're crossing home plate. You're getting laid. You're 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 hitting the home run, right? You're crossing home plate. So uh, I wonder if kids still compare it. Like, do they call call things? Oh, I got the first base. I got the second base. Well, you know, I got the third, or I went all the way. I hit the home run. That would be classic to lose your virginity on home plate. That should be another episode. Maybe next week we'll talk. Where did you lose your virginity? And tell us the quick story. Call those in. And remind me, because I'll know. Call those, start calling those in now. 951-298-9899. I want to hear your stories of where you lost your virginity in a, in a quick way. You can even say names if you like. Um, but those two scenes that he said, the Phoebe Cates, uh, oh my God, moving in stereo. That's, I mean, that's their best song, wouldn't you say? As I'm looking for, uh, I swore I had the other one too. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Here it is. So here's here's the Stacy scene, which is so classic and scares me because I have a daughter. You know, my daughter's nine. And in this scene, like she sneaks out the window. And I remember my wife telling me when she was younger, she used to sneak out the window when she was 16 to go to bars because there was all these bars in New Rochelle on this one street. They're not there anymore. 
there were like all these dance clubs and regular clubs and they, they could get in underage by putting a, a band on their wrist, which they didn't do that in New Jersey. Like you were either 21 or you weren't. There was no getting in at 18 and not being able to drink. That's just a stupid move. <laughs> that just makes it so easy for young people to drink. And I, of course they got rid of that. But here, here is that great scene. She's laying in bed and Jackson Brown comes on. Can't forget it. I mean, the quality of this audio is pretty bad. She's climbing out. The f- really, I'm going to stop it really quick because I just noticed she's climbing out the first floor window in the front of her house. Don't ever give your daughter a first floor window. Don't give your son a first floor window either, man. Maybe it looks like it doesn't look like they were living in a ranch type house. <laughs> Maybe they were. Thank God, both my kids are on the second floor. They're not jumping out of windows. But my wife runs a, a, a fan in our room as white noise. It's so loud. I've gotten used to it. I don't need it to sleep. I'm, I have no problems. I'm one of the rare comedians that has no sleeping issues. So many comedians I know have like sleep. Either they have sleep apnea or they have, uh, they're they're unable to relax and sleep. I just have no problem with it. I love sleeping. Now, uh, yeah. So she uh, she sneaks out the first floor, and uh, that that does it scares me to think that your kids are going to do that at some point. Oh my god! So back back to the scene here. I still remember he, she gets in the car with him. Ron Johnson, right? That was his name. He worked at the uh, s- stereo store in the mall, which I actually did at one time. I think I worked at a Sam Goody at some point. Uh, and he gets, she gets in the 280Z. And I, ha- I had that car with the T-tops and all rust on it. Where do you feel like going? I don't know. How about the point? That's another thing we got to stop there. Do young people have that anymore? Like a spot that they make out that's called something? The point. It's so fucking 80s. So great. The point. Right? We drank in the woods and we we, we had a spot where you would make out. The point. Okay. All right. The point it is. The point it is. Ron Johnson. I'm going to leave this scene play. I love it so much. Driving to the point. All right. I'll give you a little uh, color commentary on what I'm seeing on the video. He's got a blanket. Oh, he gets out of the car with her. He does go on the, he goes in, that's right, he goes in the dugout. Which, who the fuck would want to lay down on a dugout, wooden dugout with cement behind you? There's cinder block behind them. He's got that cool leather jacket that's on. a really nice jacket. Thanks. Just got it. Thanks a lot. What a dick this guy was. Ron Johnson. It's warm. Yeah, it is. It's really warm. wonder how long it will last. <laughs> so, am I going to get to first base? <laughs> Are you really 19? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm really 19. Did you do it? Yeah. How do you feel? I feel like I should look different. And it's over. Oh, great one, Matthew. But I, I do agree with you that, oh my God, there's nothing better than this. And boom, my credit score went up. It's pretty incredible that I can raise my credit by just paying for my streaming services. I was able to boost my credit score uh, by streaming. Shut up. I'm going to leave that in. I'm not even going to cut that mistake out. Here's a little Judd Reinhold. <laughs> uh, could you keep it down? I have some work to do inside. Okay. Who's this Thaler? God, he hardly even talks anymore. Yeah, I know. He hates wearing a uniform. 
Hey, Rat, show them how you can stand up underwater. Come on. And the window opens. Hey, Watch out, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone. Leave me alone. All right. You know how cute I always thought you were. And the jerking off begins. I always heard it. I don't know if this is like a uh, urban myth that VHS tapes were worn out in that one spot where she pops open her uh, her red bikini and shows her her boobs. I always heard that the, that they were worn out right then <laughs> when they were, the videos wore out in that spot. Here we go. Sorry, it's the TV version. That's all they had Didn't online. They knock anymore? Doesn't anybody fucking knock? <laughs> Doesn't anyone fucking knock? God, it's such a great scene, dude. I agree with you on that one. Let's see who else we got here. Hi, Joe. This is John from Rockaway Beach, and uh, I love when Eye of the Tiger starts playing in Rocky Three. I think that may be the very best use of music in an 80s movie ever. Thanks. <laughs> that, that guy sounds like one of the Jerky Boys, doesn't he? Is that one of the Jerky Boys that just called in? Here's the actual uh, montage from Rocky Three. This is how this movie started, right? Remember? They show the end of Rocky 2, the fight, and then boom, it goes right into showing you the montage of what Rocky's career has become. With the theme of the of the movie and a song that, my God, they're probably rich forever from one song, right? Rocky! There's a lot of that in the beginning of this movie. Get a done voiceover for this movie. They brought me in just to go. Joe, can you give us a. Yeah, I got it. Is this good? How's this? I'm curious to know what the dialogue is coming out of the song and the montage. Some of you probably know. I don't. Let's see if I can remember. It's showing all the uh, pictures. Ra Rocky's winning. Knocking people out with a lot of Tight shots of Clubber Lang. He's in the audience at all the fights. Just brooding. Just pissed off with his brown suede jacket on. Running with tank tops on. Clubber Lang mauls Joffy from a brutal fifth straight KO. Back to him running on the street in the tank top. Showing Rocky doing bad commercials. American Express. I know they're going to show a, a scene of him on the Muppets. I think he was. They got to show the Muppets scene. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was Rocky too. Oh, he's doing a telethon. He's very lean. Everybody back then was like, dude, Stallone's on roids. Did you see him in Rocky 3, dude? That's how he cut his weight. He's on roids. He took those roids that help you cut weight. <laughs> Every Guido in Jersey was saying that. Dude, he's cut, he cut weight. Here's the Muppet Show. It's Rocky Balboa! Mickey's secretly watching Clubber Lang with binoculars knock people out. More of Clubber Lang running on the street. Here we go. Here's a good punch. <laughs> 
I'm letting this all play just because I want to get to the fucking end, and there's probably no end. It's just now he's making out with Adrian on the ground in a tan sweater that every Italian guy wanted to get and had no idea where to go. Either a chess king or merry-go-round trying to find. Excuse me, I'm looking for the tan sweater from the end of the montage of Rocky Three. Do you guys have it? It's a V-neck tan knit sweater. Nobody can stop me. You tell Bad Boy that. I'm coming after him. You tell him. I want a shot at the title. If Bad Boy got the guts to meet me in the ring or anywhere else. Ah, so basically they're setting him up as the villain, which would be another great episode. Best 80s villains. Clubber Lang's got to go up there, right? He's got to be up there as one of the great 80s villains. So that guy liked Rocky. Rocky, let's see who else we got. But I agree with you on Rocky 3. Good pick. Good pick. How you doing? This is Mike from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I've got a couple really good 80s songs. Um, this one's pretty simple. Back to the Future with Power of Love. Can't go wrong with Huey Lewis, the world's greatest band ever. Uh, <laughs> or you can go with uh, Eye of the Tiger from Rocky, Rocky 3. Uh, Survivor, you can't beat it. I mean, the best 80s music video ever. Highest budget ever. I could go on for hours with this, so if you need more material, <laughs> let me know. All right, thanks. Bye. Mike from South Jersey could go on for hours on how much they spent on the Rocky Three uh, Eye of the Tiger music video. Wow, I didn't know it had that high of a budget. Well, uh, oh, God. And, and, and Huey Lewis, The Power of Love from the Back to the Future scene, which I have queued up. I love when Michael J. Fox is auditioning to be in the Battle of the Bands, and that's what he plays. And Huey Lewis is playing like the principal with a bullhorn, uh, picking who's going to get in the, uh, the talent show at their high school is, is great. Such a, such a great movie from when we grew up, Back to the Future. So great and timeless. My kids watch it over and over. They love that movie. They love the sequels to the movie. I mean, the third one kind of blew, but the second one's still good because it's such a great concept, and it was so fun to go back in time. Uh, you know, uh, there's there's been other mov movies that have tried it, but no one nailed it. I mean, like Hot Tub Time Machine. I mean, come on. Was it anywhere close to what... Back to the Future was, and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I mean, everybody loved those movies, but, like, I didn't. Nothing was as good as Michael J. Fox in in the ba in Back to the Future. It was just such a fucking great movie. And the, and the way there's 9,000 callbacks in the movie, better than any anything you've ever seen at using callbacks. But, uh... I got a quick Huey Lewis story. I actually met him once in a really weird way. This is true. I'm in my car. I'm on Broadway with my car. It's running. I'm at a red light. A guy taps on my window. I roll down my window. I look up. I'm not bullshitting you. It's Huey Lewis. We're on like 49th and Broadway. Fucking Huey Lewis. He looks like he was like, like it was like, I don't know, 11 o'clock in the morning, like he got laid that night and he's doing the uh, the morning after shame walk, but it's not shameful when it's a guy <laughs> for some reason. He's like, it's more like the proud after walk when it's a guy like, ah, that was a good night. And he taps on my window and I look up and I'm like, it's fucking Huey Lewis. But I don't say any, I don't say you're Huey Lewis. <laughs> and he goes, do you know how to get to Broadway? I'm looking for 49th and Broadway. And I literally just point my finger like up, like you're here. You're on. I'm like, is this guy drunk? Still to this day, I don't know if he was drunk. I point up. It is Broadway and it's fucking Huey Lewis. But, you know, many years after all the fame of Huey Lewis 
Everyone in the 80s had the Huey Lewis sports album. I had a friend who used to wax his car. It seemed like every four days. And he had like one of those Alpine car stereos that everybody had back then with that, that he had some sort of booster connected to it, like a power boost thing in the car that you clicked and it made it fucking louder. And he had these, gen- he would say Jensen Triax. Just like this was before anyone had... um like uh, a a base uh, a subwoofer. No one had subwoofers back then. You just had speakers that could handle a lot of bass, and he had them. For some reason, he needed, and you could hear him down the fucking street cranking. Uh, I want a new drug, and all those '80s songs that were on the Huey Lewis Sports album, <clears throat> and that shit still holds up. I play it on the beach a lot. I have that on my uh, playlist on Spotify, and I just crank out the Huey. Love Huey Lewis. That shit's just fun music. You can't be in a bad mood when you're listening to it. So here's the scene when Michael J. Fox is auditioning to be in the talent show at his high school, and he plays Power of Love with Huey Lewis being the dick principal, judging judging the uh, talent. tight shot of the girl that was playing his girlfriend in the uh, Back to the Future who later they were just recast. I'd love to know the reason why they recast the girl. She was really cute, the girl in the first Back to the Future. And then I think they switched it to Elizabeth Shue. Is that because she was more popular? Bullshit. Come on. They didn't need to do that. Poor girl. It was her big shot. So uh, it just made me think of, so that was to set up so Michael Michael J. Fox could come back later in the movie when he's in the 50s and play Johnny B. Good, which to me is an even more standout musical scene when he wails uh, Johnny B. Good and then just starts Eddie Van Halen out on the guitar and everybody's staring at him like he's out of his fucking mind. Great, great moment, great moment. All right. I think we only have one last one, and then we'll get to mine. Okay? Let's see what our last caller liked. Hey, Joe. Happy birthday, man. Thank you. uh, Jerry from Philly. Today's my birthday, by the way. And I'm calling about 80s music and movies. Um, My answer answer to this week's question is easy, but the why is going to be a little harder. But uh, I, I have to say... From uh, Say Anything, In Your Eyes, when he's holding the radio above the head. It's such an iconic scene. I mean, it's been parody a hundred times, and uh, it's almost cliche to say it, but it just stays in my mind. The whole movie, really, but that scene is just an epic scene, and it's, it's a great moment. And uh, I guess that's why. I guess that is my why. I guess that's why. Just because uh, it stayed in my mind. And uh, So that would be my answer, man. Say Anything, In Your Eyes, Peter Gabriel. When he's holding the radio above the head. All right, guys. So long. Happy birthday again, Joe. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Jerry Rowan from Philly. Thank you, dude. Uh, Oh, God. I mean, of course. You can't. That's probably in the top three most iconic 80s musical moments in a movie. And I haven't seen any parodies of it. I mean, I'm sure that they've stolen and done similar things like it. But when you say parodies, have there been like sketches that they did back then on like Saturday Night Live making fun of that scene? I don't know. But it, it's it is. It's such parody a hundred times. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I just played you twice. I'm going to leave all these mistakes in, everybody. Uh, 
as that was my last phone call. But of course, you know, I, I, I got to play that fucking unbelievable scene as we uh, as we play it here. As he's on the sh- on the sidewalk, she's in bed. She can't sleep. And it was an amazing movie. It wasn't just this. Isn't just a great scene. I mean, this is one of those movies that every one of us here could just put on and you'd be like, I gotta watch the whole movie now. Lloyd Dobler. Fucking great name. What a great name in a movie. I'm gonna name the lead character Lloyd Dobler. It's not Lloyd Doppler, right? It's Dob. Is it Dobler or Doppler? I'm not Googling it. Who didn't want to do this when they were younger? If you like the girl, just fucking go outside her window that's coincidentally wide open. What if her window was shut and he just did that for no reason? She didn't hear any of it. Next day, he's like, what did you think when I played that music? She's like, huh? We have central air. My window was shut. I didn't hear it. (laughs) You didn't hear it? No, I I didn't hear it. My window... I don't like it. the mosquitoes that can come in if I have my window open. So I had my window shut with my dad had the central AC on. Oh, I feel stupid. I feel really dumb. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, 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 shit. So you want to know mine, huh? Well, mine... Mine only isn't only a great movie moment. To me, it's up there as like one of the greatest songs ever. The movie, and I'll be honest, probably isn't anywhere known as a great movie. But the musical artist that does the lead role in the movie is was such a music icon that this would probably go up, uh, go out there as something as like number one uh, music moments in a movie. And more because this guy wrote the song that he's singing in the movie that's about him and his life and his struggle to try to make it as a musician. So I'm not even going to tell you. I'm just going to let it play. All right. Here it is. This is how the podcast is going to end. Because this is this is long. I'll probably fade out of it at some point. But it's long. But it's so great. And it's great to honor him. He's no longer with us. But what a fucking unbelievable, unbelievable artist. Here it is. dedicate this to my father, Francis L. It's a song um, the girls in the band wrote, Lisa and Wendy.
can also connect with uh, last week's podcast of uh, solos and songs. I don't think we ever played it. Or maybe we did. I think we did. Prince, guitar solo, Purple Rain. In the movie Purple Rain. I'm giving it a number one. Can you imagine going to see him live and being in the audience when he's singing this and playing this? Oh, what an amazing thing. I hope you're still listening to this podcast you didn't shut it off. Because uh, it didn't end. You blew it. It's like the end of uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. If you left early, you didn't get to see Matthew Broderick talking to the talking to the camera and go, why are you still here? Why didn't you leave? Why are you here? I remember thinking that was so brilliant when I was young that this guy's talking to the people that are in the movie theater. I was like, this is such a genius move. Oh, my God. It's like he's talking to me. Oh, my God. Ugh. Fucking Purple Rain. Gene Esposito, who called in earlier at the beginning of the podcast, I give him credit. On your yearbook, I still have our Class of 85 yearbook. He was in my Class of 85 at Cherry Hill East. I was too lazy to send in a quote. Everyone had a, could get a quote underneath their name in the yearbook. And mine just says, 118 South Woodstock Drive. <laughs> I st- that's my address. That's all it said. And jeans, I still remember. It just says, let's go crazy. I think it says, Prince, let's go crazy. And how, who knew how great and poignant that would be? Who knew Prince was going to die young? And now uh, underneath Gene's name, forever in the high school yearbook, let's go crazy. Love this shit. Just letting this shit play. I only wanna be <laughs> God, I wish I could sing. I wish I didn't suck. I love how this this guy they just keep cutting to with the big white glasses on, just nodding his head up and down. I hate that I don't remember the movie that well. That must be that must that, is, that must it can't be his dad. Didn't his dad didn't he kill his dad in the movie? I gotta go back and watch Purple Rain now. I'll watch that with my wife soon. Let's sit down and we'll watch Purple Rain. It's probably a good watch. 2021, right? the album you remember that song kind of just just kind of kept going but thank you guys so much oh my god we did it another podcast in the can another one in the can everybody thank you guys for listening to pretender contender all right go to joematterese.com if you want to get tickets to any of my shows out there that are coming up remember whens they're happening everywhere October 1st, Collingswood, New Jersey, Scottish Rite Auditorium. November 6th, the, uh, <laughs> as I run blank, the Emelin, the Emelin on November 6th in Mamaroneck, New York. 
keep coming out. And of course, September 25th here in Scarsdale, New York, I'll be opening for Ben Bailey, the host of Cash Cab at Jackie B's. All available on JoeMatterese.com, all right? And if you happen to be in a kind mood, you want to uh, tip me, you can always tip me on my Venmo at the Joe Matterese. And yes, this is my birthday right now. This is my actual birthday. I am 54 years old. Can you believe that shit? August 31st. August 31st. I'm a Virgo. Today's my 54th birthday. All right, guys. Glad you enjoyed this, or I hope you enjoyed it. Have a great week. See ya.